This is Workflow, Episode 5. Workflow is the podcast that helps teams figure out the best way to work, collaborate, and get stuff done. Brought to you by Rindle. Hey everyone, I'm Tom. And I'm Brian. And we're the co-founders of Rindle, and this is our podcast, Workflow. Today we're talking about how to find your meeting rhythm. But uh, before we get into that, uh, let's talk about what's happening at Rindle. Yeah, so the podcast is officially launched. If you're listening to this um, in order when it's released, uh, we're officially launched, so we're excited. It's episode five. Oh, I don't know, Tom, how are you feeling about that? Are you excited? Yeah, yeah, real excited. Um, we've been working on it for, what, about a month now uh, to get just things in order. We wanted to have, what, uh, four episodes prior to launching it, and uh, and yeah, it's exciting to finally uh, send it out to the world. <laughs> send it out and get crickets. No, just kidding. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, hopefully we have some listeners. That'll, that'll be exciting. Um, yeah, so I thought maybe just touching on kind of, you know, this is the first time we've done a podcast. Um, you know, Rindle itself has not released any kind of podcast. And personally, you know, we've never done a podcast individually. Um, so, you know, we had to figure that out. Um, so I thought maybe like touching on the process that we're going through right now might be interesting to some folks, especially if you're doing one or potentially thinking about doing a podcast. So, you know, just real quick to go through it, um, we basically decided to release one every week. So we have a, a set meeting now on Thursdays to record our podcast. Um, so we're pretty much stringent on meeting every Thursday and, and recording, and that's kind of kicks off the whole thing. So we actually use Zoom uh, to record. Uh, that was recommended by a couple people to me. So we already use Zoom for our meetings. So that was a pretty natural thing. Um, we just record the meetings when we talk and then um, you know that gives you a video file and an audio file so we're all set with just the audio version of the actual recording it the actual recording it takes uh, what a, about an hour to an hour and a half uh, probably get that down to about a solid hour um, every week but we typically talk about um, what we're recording prior to actually starting like so we'll spend about 15 minutes talking about it just to make sure that we know what we're talking about and then uh you go ahead and edit it yeah so i use GarageBand to edit um, which i've used in the past i actually did i shouldn't say i've never done a podcast before but i i did one years ago on about dancing actually because i do west coast swing dancing um it was short-lived only a few episodes but i had used GarageBand back then even um so i'm pretty comfortable with it and i've done some video editing as well so that was pretty natural, um, again, recommended by a bunch of folks to use it. So pretty straightforward, uh, easy to generally get the files in from Zoom into GarageBand and, and edit the file. And then we send it off to Rev.com and what it's, uh, I think it's like a dollar a minute or something like that to have them transcribe it. Yeah, a dollar per minute. And it's, it's a pretty amazing service. I mean, it's, I, I never used it before. Uh, Asia, who heads up our marketing, she recommended it uh, to us. And um it's really pretty amazing. The turnaround is amazing. Um, and the quality is really good so far. So, and it includes, you know, the speaker's names, uh, you can timestamp them, uh, really quick turnaround. So it's a pretty, you know, once I get done with editing the file and I export it out of GarageBand, I upload it to Rev 
get that process within less than a day for sure. Sometimes within hours, I have a transcription in front of me. Yeah, what I think they said on their website, they guarantee uh, a turnaround within 12 hours or something like that. Um, yeah. And if it's over, awesome. I think, 30 or 30 minutes or so or something like that, uh, you can check off to have an expedited delivery, uh, which I don't know why anybody wouldn't, I guess, if they, unless it's really not time sensitive. Um, but uh, that worked really well. So I usually, ours are usually over 30 minutes. So, um, you know, again, within a few hours, I usually have it in front of me. Cool. From there, um, I create the artwork. Um, so I use uh, Sketch to do that. And this is kind of a little bit of a funny story, but I originally created some some emojis, I guess, if you will, or, or an avatar for both of us um, that didn't go over so well. Uh, <laughs> you liked <laughs> it, yours, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, I liked mine. It was okay. It was okay. But, you know, I, I, we didn't want to use real pictures. We kind of want to have a little fun with it and, and use some avatars and things like that. So then Tom suggested using Bitmoji. On Which iOS. my wife actually uh, has been using for a while and has been dying to have me create my own Bitmoji. Uh, so nice. Went ahead uh, and that's that. on, uh, it's on iOS and Android. Actually, I wasn't sure I looked it up, but um, we're both on iOS. Um, but yeah, so we, we created those. Tom sent me his and I was like, okay, looks good. I'm going to create mine. And, and that's what we ended up with. Probably against their uh, terms of service to do that, but that's all right. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> might be for this, but that's okay. Oh, that's true. <laughs> we'll, we'll cross that path when we get to it. Yeah. Um, but what's cool about it is you can like have some different poses and different things. So we could have some fun with it. Um, but so we're using that for our, our kind of artwork for per episode um, that we're posting on our blog. Uh, and then we create up with a simple piece of artwork for the cover art of the actual podcast for iTunes, stuff like that. And then uh, after that, we um, post the recording to uh, Simplecast uh, and schedule it to, uh, to go out. So we're, uh, we found Simplecast. I, seems to be fairly popular with just small uh, small podcasts. Uh, we might switch to something more robust in the future, but it seems pretty full-featured, um, relatively full-featured. We're trying to be about a week ahead on the podcast. Yep. And then what's cool about Simplecast, you can schedule it. So, you know, once you get it scheduled, it's, it's just going to go out when you want it to go out and you kind of set and forget it. Um, and then from there, once it's set, then we just create a blog post with, on the same schedule. So we create a blog post for our blog with the episode. Uh, Simplecast has a player that we can embed right into WordPress. Um, and we schedule that for the same day and time to go out and, and that's it. So um, pretty, pretty, I guess it sounds more complicated, but it's fairly simple process once we kind of worked out all the details. Um, I, of course, uh, created a podcast board in Rindle um, to kind of match this workflow. So we have all our kind of ideas and topics in a backlog, and then we move them over through this similar kind of process as we step these through so everybody knows where things are at. But yeah, so flowing really well so far. It's early. I'm sure we're going to tweak as we go um, and edit this process, but um, so far, so good. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been fun, actually. Uh, we've been talking about doing podcasts for couple of years now, but never really felt uh, confident enough to do it. And I'm glad we finally, uh, finally got to it. Cool. So let's move uh, into the main topic of the day. So I think this is, um, this is pretty cool. We actually originally were going to talk about stand up meetings, um, and which we do every day. Um, and then I remembered a talk that both Tom and I attended in Boston at SASFest. Um, and uh, David Hauser of uh, Grasshopper, but he was speaking there. Um, well, I guess before I continue, Tom, what's, what was your reaction to David's talk? 
Uh, David is a cool guy. He uh, kind of goes against the the grain, if you will. Like uh, he basically stood up there and said the exact opposite of what every other uh, speaker at, at the at the talk said, and basically said, "Forget what they're talking about because uh, the only thing that matters is." Uh, what uh mmr and that's about it <laughs> like right so yeah he was pretty direct which i li- I liked his approach for sure he's the kind of in your face direct tells you how it is which i definitely appreciate um yeah. and i think his style also is very action oriented so the whole point of the talk was for you to take action out of it and you know him to give you some advice and for you to be able to take action on that immediately um, which I really like because what's the point, right? If we can't take action and help our business, help our workflow, whatever we're doing um, to kind of help things along and learn. So really like that. But, um, and, and he's, you know, like I said, the co- I think he co-founded Grasshopper. He's ended up bringing that to a 30 million ARR company, ended up selling that. He started a couple other businesses. So he's, you know, he's been around the block. So he's got some experience to share. Um, I thought it was good. And one of the things that he mentioned in there was meeting rhythm and something that he thought like if you do anything you, you know get on board with a meeting rhythm it, it makes a huge difference and when i was thinking about stand-ups and talking about stand-up meetings and things like that this came to mind i was like you know i remember this talk i remember him talking about meeting rhythm and i thought it'd be cool to kind of talk about meeting rhythm in general because really stand-up meetings are part of that uh so i thought it'd be a good chat uh for the podcast yeah and, and he talked about doing how he did this at grasshopper um all the way through, uh, I guess, them being acquired. Um, and he felt strongly that this was uh, really key to the company and uh, key to keeping people uh, working hard. Um, so, yeah, and it's yeah. kind of a little bit against what you might hear out there because a lot of people are like, you know, don't have meetings. Meetings are a waste of time, you know, and, and it will kind of make you unproductive and all these things. And I think in a lot of cases, that's true. Um, but I think the whole idea of creating a meeting rhythm is having a, a cadence and a sequence of meetings that, that makes sense. And also their, their time box, right? So you, you don't want to let them uh, an hour meeting go two or three hours, right? And that in any scenario is going to waste people's time, right? So I think the whole point is to, um, you know, keep those meetings short, accurate, have an agenda and things like that. Um, and it kind of goes against what everybody else is saying, where it's like, well, meetings are good. Meetings will help you communicate and keep your business growing, as opposed to don't have meetings at all. That That is a time waster. Yeah, I think that's spot on. Cool. So before I get into kind of his recommended meeting rhythm, like, let's just talk about what a meeting rhythm is. And I kind of just touched on it, but, you know, it's basically regular scheduled meetings uh, with a defined purpose. So, for example, you know, recurring daily meeting, like a stand-up or a scrum meeting, um, or a week, weekly project status meeting you might have, or things like that. Um, not just one-off meetings. These are things that, that and that where, where the word rhythm comes in is really, you know, meetings that happen on a predictable, recurring basis. Um, so he kind of went into his recommended meeting rhythm, which was, you know, ev- everybody in the company is part of a daily meeting. So that could be part of their department or whatever it might be. And everybody is also a part of one or more weekly meetings, uh, and then the same for monthly meetings. So his basically ideal meeting rhythm was daily meetings, weekly and monthly. And he went on to say that I, I think uh, the goal is that, or his goal even as the owner of the company was that he met with everyone in the company at least one time a month, correct? Um, 
Yeah, and actually en enabled him as the, you know, founder to kind of be able to travel and be free, right? And and wherever he might be, he can hop into meetings at any time during this these sequences and, and, and rhythms that they had going and get a pulse of what's going on. So it didn't, you know, it, it was never a question of when are we going to meet? Is there a meeting this week? They were just set on the calendar. No matter where he was, he could jump in and, and get a pulse of what's going on. Uh, and that made his life, especially as a, a senior leader, a lot easier. Yeah, and I think that's also just important for, I think, remote companies, uh, because you're not actually in an office where you, you are just, you know, uh, chatting with someone on a day to day basis. Yeah, yeah, we chat in, in Slack, like, probably every hour, like during the workday, but, but it's not like uh, the same as being in an office somewhere. So th this really allows you to get, uh, get a good pulse and, and feel a little more connected. Yeah, so he also, you know, mentioned that this kind of concept comes from or at least from for him, it came from Scaling Up, and that's a book by by Vern Harnish, uh, and he highly recommended this book in the, in his talk. And I think this is one of many points that he made from this book. Um, but you know, we'll link this up in the show notes. Um, but I actually am reading this now, so I I am reading the audio book, uh, so I'm cheating a little bit. Um, <laughs> but it's been on my list, and I I tend to have a large list of books I want to read. Um, so I am actually reading this one now, so I'm excited to dive deeper into some of the intricacies. Um, but that's where this kind of concept came from. You can search for that, uh, you know, on the internet and find some other resources on that same thing. Yeah. audiobooks are great though. I, I that's the one thing I do miss about, uh, the long commute I had previously. I, I listened to a lot of, uh, audiobooks and a lot of podcasts when I was yeah, commuting I, a long way. I did it for that. I listened to a lot of podcasts when I travel, but I did it for that exact reason because I wanted to be able to listen to the book while I was driving. It also just flies by the the book. It takes what like eight hours, and you're done with the book. It's it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, awesome. So I think for the context of this podcast, we're going to stick with David's meeting rhythm, which is daily, weekly, monthly. Mm -hmm. um, and we're just going to let's go through each one and kind of talk about some details of what those meetings look like. So everybody understands what each meeting type is. So first you got daily meetings. So those are otherwise known as stand-ups or scrum meetings or, uh, or I guess from the um, scaling up book, they call them daily huddles. Uh, and these uh, are focused on uh, like what's happening today and what, what you worked on yesterday. And they're meant to be very short uh, meetings, like no more than 15 minutes. Um, and some people say that you should start them at an off time, like at 10 or 12 after. Yes. Some just because the off time actually makes people show up on time as opposed to saying 11 o'clock or 10 or something like that. Um, okay. Actually, that makes sense. It's, I thought it was interesting actually. And not that we practice this. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that that's important to, to mention that uh, a key to keeping it, it short is definitely making sure that everyone gets there on time. Another thing to consider kind of when you're doing these daily meetings is, is the setting. So um, traditionally the word stand up even comes from like standing in the meeting. And, and the reason why that is, is because, you know, standing is uncomfortable. So if the meeting's short uh, and people are standing, they'll want it to be short and stay short so they can move on with their day. Um, so if you can, if you're all in the same office or the same room, um, standing is a great option. Um, and it will keep everybody kind of focused and, uh, in that time cadence, um, we actually do them over video calls because we're co-located and remote. Um, I guess some people could be standing. I'm not even sure. Um, <laughs> but, uh, 
I think it doesn't really matter how you're meeting in the end. Uh, I think the important thing is to keep it to 15 minutes or less uh, and to keep it distraction free. So you don't want to be in an environment where people are going to walk up to you and say, oh, I just need Brian for a second, or I just need to talk to Tom and there's disruptions and distractions because that's how the meeting gets beyond 15 minutes and then you start actually wasting time. So it should be in a distraction free environment so you can focus. Next, we can talk about the participants in the meeting. Uh, so Varen Harnish says in general, the goal is to have more people in less meetings, not more meetings with less people. The goals have no no more than, I'd say, 10 to 20 people uh, in larger companies and individual departments uh, and teams should be having their own daily meetings. Um, I'm going to say that, you know, I haven't read the book, but I feel like that seems a little much, like that's going to be hard to get into a 15-minute meeting. I think that uh, you'd probably want to keep that number a little little lower than that, like maybe no more than 10 total, but that's just my Yeah, opinion. well, I think the idea also is that, you know, and these are for larger companies too, so obviously in smaller companies, the teams are going to be naturally smaller. Sure. Um, but I think his point is, with that quote even, is just that, you know, instead of having uh, two separate meetings across your team because you can't fit it in 15 minutes, um, it's actually going to cost you you know, the point is to have more people in that meeting so the communication happens and everybody's in the loop um, and have one less meeting than you normally would as opposed to having two meetings to accommodate that. So, yeah, I, I see your point because I think, like, when you get up to 20 people, obviously, that's going to be tough to fit a status update. Um, so that might be a little extreme. Um, sure. But I think that's something you just feel out. Um, but I think the point is, too, that, you know, individual departments should be, you know, this shouldn't be a multi-department type meeting, right? So individual Department should be running these individual stand-ups as well, so it can be short. It should be kept to that core group of people that need to be in it. Yeah, and the other piece um, to have prepared is an agenda. So, you know, for a short 15-minute meeting like this, uh, you really want to focus on, you know, what did you do yesterday for each person in a meeting? What are you doing today? And any issues or roadblocks you're having. So this way, it's a, it's a, it's everybody's kind of focused on the same thing and saying the same thing, um, and everybody knows what to expect and what to talk about, as opposed to kind of beating around a bush and wasting time. Um, and this gives you a really good feeling if you're meeting every day, what happened yesterday between our last meeting? What are you doing today so everybody's on the same page and then any issues get dealt with right away? Yeah, and we also really do make use of uh, Rindle a lot here um, just because we pull up a board and, and we look at it and everyone sees, uh, at least on the development side of things, we can see exactly what people worked on and what was moved over um, yeah. and then what they have on their plate today. Yeah, and we actually use that blocked column um, in Rindle to track those issues and roadblocks. Uh, so this way, because sometimes you forget, right? You're moving on, you're doing lots of things throughout the day. Um, it's great to have an area to put those in, and on the calls, we'll refer back to that and say, okay, let's go make sure we have all the issues taken care of before we break uh, and, and continue on working. Um, and it's really worked well. Uh, I think we've been a little more diligent with that in the last few weeks, so it's, it's had a positive uh, effect on us, I think. Yeah, I, I think it's also a good thing that I've been trying to avoid deleting like a, a card before I, I, I like put it in blocked and purposely talk about it, even if I know it's something that isn't going to be done or doesn't need to be done anymore. Um, just so everyone on the team knows, then rather than just yeah. delete it and then people don't know what happens. Yeah, and then you don't have to have extra side conversations explaining why you did something, right? Everybody just knows, and then you can stop talking about it and move on. Perfect. Yeah, I, we're uh, pretty bad at the not having extra side conversations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no side conversations. Definitely, if you're going to keep it under 15 minutes, uh, should definitely be a rule. 
um, because we kind of suck at this, as Tom said, and we end up having side conversations. But to our defense, we really don't have any other meetings in our company. We're pretty good at that, actually, uh, and not kind of filling the day with meetings just to have meetings. Um, but I ultimately think that's a pretty bad excuse. So I think we actually, our homework from this episode is actually probably to be more diligent with this um, and maybe try to get it to a 15 stand-up and then um, you know, leverage uh, some other meetings throughout the week or something like that to, to if we need to, to have more in-depth conversations. Awesome. So uh, moving on to the weekly meetings. So these are the meetings that you have uh, obviously once a week um, and they can take an hour or an hour and a half. And they uh, typically are, you talk about uh, ongoing like larger projects and more in depth, like company, like priorities and slash just in general, what's happening uh, with the company. Yeah, I think these are the conversations like we were just explaining, like, you know, even happening in our own stand-ups. Um, these are the conversations that bleed into the stand-ups, right? Um, so it's great to have like some weekly time set aside to talk about the bigger things. Um, and I and we're doing this now with our even our marketing call. We're calling it a marketing call, but in the end, it's a marketing update uh, slash product update for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, so what what it's good at doing is getting everybody on the same page as to all the marketing initiatives and projects that are going on, as well as the update on the product side and where we are with development releases and stuff like that. So um, it was pretty interesting to think that we're actually falling neatly into um, David's suggested meeting rhythm. Um, naturally, we kind of started out with stand-ups uh, when we first started up Rindle. Um, and now we're graduating into weekly meetings, which, which I think is pretty cool and helpful so far. Um, and then we'll take it from there. So, uh, so yeah, I think we're, we're enjoying those weekly meetings. Um, if not, we should maybe be more diligent about like maybe split the time between marketing and product a little more. So everybody gets a fair shot at giving the updates. Yeah, it is pretty interesting though. I feel like this entire process is pretty natural. Like, uh, at, at previous startup that I worked at, we were doing, um, daily standups with the whole company when I first started there and then we grew a little too large. So then we, we shifted into just doing standups with, uh, within the departments. Um, and then we still kept a, a weekly like company wide meeting, uh, that basically everyone, everyone spoke at, everyone gave like a quick, you know, one minute update. And then we talked about uh, larger company, company, uh, priorities, company goals. Um, SAS updates on, on various things. So it is this whole, the, this whole thing does feel very natural. And uh, that's why it does kind of make me wonder why people, more companies aren't doing things like this, but you do hear very often that like, you know, meetings are bad. Right. And I think that's a cultural thing. And I think that stems from these like uh, corporate companies that have meetings that really do waste time. Right. And, and like, way more people need to be in them that than should be and they, they, they don't get anything accomplished they're just time wasters yeah i think if you really have a, a solid agenda and you're not just talking like i think um you know the more corporate style type meetings that you're referring to you know are a lot of times a lot of people talk about things but really no action comes from it or, or no value really comes from it and i think that's where the stigma comes from um, but if you have really solid agendas, uh, and, and especially if you're using these for statuses on projects and individual statuses, uh, it's really useful for communication. It's not just talking and being like, okay, well, we just did a lot of talking and really there's no action and next week we're going to talk again. 
right? And nobody's really taken any action between. Um, so I think I think if you follow those those simple rules uh, and, and keeping these time box, don't let them run over, and having tight agendas, I think you'll avoid that problem. So the last one are monthly meetings. So um, basically, and similar to weekly meetings, but you know we're just meeting on a monthly time frame, uh, and these are really for definitely more complex, important issues. These meetings might require four to eight hours, more people being involved, and really diving deep into specific company or department functions or specific challenges that you're having and, and really go into those in detail. Um, I think we, we don't do these yet formally um, at Rindle, but I think uh, certainly you and I, Tom, have in, informally just because sometimes we'll have side conversations um, that span a couple hours um, for really complex topics. Um, so I think as we grow, these will probably become more formal, actually, where we ha might have these kind of meet monthly meetings where you know, we get the team around some overlying challenges or things we're having company-wide where we sit down for a few hours together and figure out a solution or you know, work towards a solution. And again, not bogging down the daily or the weekly meetings with these things and really setting aside uh, time for these things. You know, we, we do actually have a monthly meeting uh, with our board um, that we do talk about stuff. It's not it's not a really long meeting necessarily. It's we typically keep it to about an hour, uh, but we do talk about you know the the higher level overview of the company and the higher level goals. Um, yeah, so, that's true. So yeah. I, I lie. Yeah, so we do actually do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that as we grow too, we'll probably bring those uh, team wide. You know, sure. uh, I think uh, for some of the kind of day-to-day -day challenges we're having, not just uh, higher level stuff, but yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, definitely always call me out when I'm lying. Yep, uh, I try to do that. All right, so yeah, let's hop into some tips for taking action. Um, so obviously, I think the, the first tip, since we've already mentioned it, is uh, to maybe check out Scaling Up by Vern Harnish. Uh, we'll put a link in the show notes for that. Um, I, what, I guess you, can you find that on, uh, on Amazon or on your Kindle? Yeah, we'll link to the Scaling Up actually has a website. Um, so they have their different buying options, but I believe it is on Amazon as well. Cool. Yeah, another article um, that I stumbled upon doing some research uh, is by David Cummings. Uh, he's the co-founder of Pardot. Uh, Pardot was sold to Salesforce. Um, so it was pretty, pretty large company. Um, but he wrote an article about the meeting rhythms that they had at Pardot. So I think it's a pretty good example of you know, so a larger company's meeting rhythm. Um, it even extends into quarterly and yearly meetings uh, beyond what David had mentioned that we talked about today, uh, sticking with daily, weekly, monthly. Um, they extend it out quite a bit. So interesting to look at if you're a part of a bigger company or just want to kind of understand what that looks like. It's a really good example. So we'll link that up in the show notes. Yeah, and I think uh, another tip is um, if you're not currently doing any sort of meeting rhythms, like seriously consider doing them at your company. If you, if you, especially if you're in a position to try to implement this, like try it out for a month and and see what comes of it. Yeah, I mean, if you don't know where to start, I mean, if you're not doing daily standups now, start there because I mean that's really the core of your communication, uh, and it really does cut out a lot of the 
I think the things we tend to rely on software for or expect software to do for us sometimes, um, it, but it brings everybody together to communicate and collaborate about what's going on on a daily basis. It, it so keeps you, everyone on the same page, right? Like uh, throughout yeah. the entire company. W without having to go through a bunch of data entry and typing and updating, um, it really just cuts out that and, and everybody can kind of focus on their work every day. They come together every day for that standup, give their status, talk about issues and move on. Um, and I think sometimes software gets in the middle of that uh, and actually causes a lot more time and effort put into kind of managing something. So I, if, you, if you're not doing those, start there because I think it will change the way you work for sure. It'll be healthy. Cool. So yeah, before we go, you know, as, as you know, we're, we're kind of launching this podcast fresh. So we love questions, topic ideas you might have, um, even team scenarios that, that you're experiencing now that you want us to talk about or tear down. Um, certainly reach out to us with those. Uh, you can reach us on our voicemail number at 860-577-2293. Um, you can email us as well at workflow at rindle.com. Um, and you can also send us even MP3s through the email as well. If that's the way you want to communicate, that's fine. Yeah, and also uh, leave us a review, right? Uh, we love hearing feedback with everything. Like uh, with our product, we, we absolutely love getting feedback from customers. Um, and same thing with this, like it, it really keeps us motivated uh, to keep going, right? When we hear feedback, positive or negative, it's great. Yep. Absolutely. Well, I think that about wraps us up for the day. If you have a question for us, you can call into our voicemail number at 860-577-2293, or you can email it to us at workflow at rindle.com. Our theme music is an excerpt from Thunder Rock by Magic Studio, used under Creative Commons. Subscribe to us on iTunes by searching for Workflow and visit rindle.com slash workflow dash podcast for a full transcript of each episode. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.